I know the holidays are a time we're all supposed to get excited about, but sometimes it just feels like I can't celebrate until I get through my never-ending to-do list. That includes gifts. It's exhausting. I mean, I love the smile on people's faces when I get them something that's going to be meaningful and that they love, but the truth is it's also really hard and I'm really getting tired of giving people the same old, same old. I mean, I feel like we're finally emerging from this pandemic and I just want something that will get them to smile. So my team and I have been working really hard to up the ante over at Grown Up Gear with some super fun new stuff. My personal favorite, the baby bibs and the onesies with phrases like, I can't believe you're the grown up either, and new colors and designs of our top selling generosity line. And for the holidays, if you spend just $50 on any of the items from our generosity collection, we will gift you a $10 gift certificate that you can spend on something to be generous to, well, yourself. Just use code HOLIDAY, H-O-L-I-D-A-Y. And thanks again to everyone supporting Grown Up Gear. Your business helps support projects like this podcast, which remain free for all of you. Happy holidays, guys. Negotiating and pretending that you are negotiating for your dearest, closest friend. What would you do for her? What would you ask for for him that maybe you wouldn't do for yourself? I will tell you, I did this once. My first job, I got my bonus and I was not happy. And I took so much courage, but I marched back in there to my boss's office And in the kindest way, just said, this tells me I'm not doing a good job. Is that the message that I should be listening for? And all of a sudden, the bonus got doubled. The whole time, I kept on thinking about, okay, I'm negotiating for my mom. You're listening to Money Tips for Financial Grownups with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of Launching Financial Grownups, because you know what? Grown-up life is really hard, but together, we got this. I like to think of every episode of this podcast as a very grown-up one, but this, this episode, my friends, is definitely one that you will appreciate if you are living, or at least working towards living, a financial grown-up life. And that's because we're going to be talking about change. Now, let's be real. We're often not prepared for the unexpected because, well, we were not expecting those changes. Let's be realistic. But we can at least be prepared with ideas of people to reach out to who can help us in those times. And that's a lot of being a grown up. It's not always having the answers. It's having the tools to find where you can get the answers. That is the perfect segue to my guest this week. She is Stacy Francis. CEO of Francis Financial, a boutique wealth management planning firm. Now, if her name is familiar, you've probably seen Stacey Francis quoted in over 200 media publications. She is also the host of the Financially Ever After podcast and the author of Financial Help for Widows. Stacey is also one of 20 of the nation's leading wealth managers on CNBC's Digital Financial Advisors Council, a member of the Forbes Finance Council, and an expert contributor to the Wall Street Journal. Let's just say I could go on. She's a heavy hitter. Okay. 
In our interview, Stacy shares four tips for when life changes, along with her unique perspective on how we can manage even when we don't have all of our ducks in a row, because really, when do we, right? My personal highlight is a unique negotiation strategy that I can't wait to try out myself and hear how it goes for you guys. Here is Stacy Francis. Stacey Francis, you are a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm happy that you're joining us. You're going to be helping us go through something that is so relevant to the financial grown-up community, and that is going through different life changes. You brought with you four life-changing money tips for when life changes, which is something, by the way, you specialize in your business. Can you tell us a little bit briefly about that before we get into your four money tips? Yeah, I uh, started my firm. Uh, we're an independent fee-only wealth management firm. I started two decades ago. I can't believe it's been that long, but I've been having a lot of fun, and I think that's why time flies. Um, we primarily work with people who are having significant transitions, end of a relationship, potentially a, some type of inheritance, change to their current job situation, both positive and, and negative events. But there are often times where they need to reach out for some support, some guidance, because they know that the decisions they're making are going to impact the rest of their life. And those changes, as we go through often very different stages of our life, we have big changes, whether it's getting out of college, whether it's entering into a relationship like a marriage that has financial components, and sometimes these don't last. Things change when we have children. Things change when, you know, sometimes when we lose a loved one. So there's all these kinds of things, even just a new job, switching careers, pivoting, finding yourself. Um, more people these days finding themselves in a layoff situation things change. It's a wake-up call, but it's also an opportunity in many ways. So I'm really excited about these four tips that you brought. The first one is about knowing your worth and asking for it. This is, you know, it's particularly for women, if we're being honest, but, you know, it's also important for everyone to be aware of this. The tip, and this is so, it's just so on point, but we don't think of it this way. It's negotiate for somebody that you love dearly. Reframing it that way it just makes so much sense. And yet I never thought of it. Yeah. I mean, there are some people that are, their superpower is negotiation and standing up for themselves and their worth. But I'll tell you, not too many people have that superpower. And so the the rest of us uh, is something that we really have to work on. And the best tip I can ever give someone is that when you're standing up for yourself, when you're advocating your, for yourself, and that's whether it's the end of a, a relationship, if mm -hmm. uh, you're going through a dissolution to your marriage or your relationship, if you, you know, unfortunately lost your spouse due to a, a death, or you're negotiating for yourself in a, a new job, or unfortunately, maybe a severance negotiating and pretending that you are negotiating for your dearest, closest friend. What would you do for her? What would you ask for, for him that maybe you wouldn't do for yourself? And the more prepared that you can be with what you want and what you need, the better you're going to be as you go into that process. And I will tell you, I did this once. My first job, I got my bonus and I was not happy. And I took so much courage, but I marched back in there to my boss's office and in the kindest way just said, this tells me I'm not doing a good job. Is that the message that I should be listening for? And all of a sudden the bonus got doubled. 
the whole time I kept on thinking about, okay, I'm negotiating for my mom, who was the most special person to me. And that's what helped me remove it from myself. Are there any specific things, tangible things that people can do ahead of going into a negotiation, like things they can write down to be better prepared? If it's the dissolution of a a relationship, understanding what you actually have and understanding what the assets are, the liabilities are, and what you want. Which assets do you want? What type of income, let's say you are eligible for child support or spousal support on some states, we call it maintenance. What is your goal? And knowing what you want needs to be based on what your expenses are, right? Mm -hmm. So the more knowledge you have, the more in the power you are going to be. If you're in a job situation, one of the most important things you can do is is do your research. What do other Mm -hmm. individuals, other folks make in a similar position? Talk to your colleagues, talk to others in the field, go on monster.com. There are quite a few great resources where you can see exactly someone of your experience in that type of position should be making. And the more prepared, the more research you have with your amazing list of accomplishments that you've written down, the better your outcome is going to be. And it also, I would think, helps you remove some of the emotion. I mean, it's always, it's hard not to take it personally, but at the same time, if you have facts, that at least can, you know, manage, you know, your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that many people, myself included, going in to ask for something for myself feels selfish. But when I'm going in and I'm advocating for someone who has been able to achieve X, Y, and Z and help the company in X, Y, and Z way, it's a very different way to show up. It's a very different way to show up. And I'll just give you a little tiny, this is more of a kind of a fun tip, but before you ever have any difficult conversation, you just stand there with your arms as high as you can, your legs out as much as possible for one minute. And that will help you be in your power so that you can show up as your best way. I will tell you, I've used this my entire life from if it's a difficult conversation or a speaking engagement, whatever, boy, does it work. And if you're in a situation where you can't actually do that physically, studies have showed even those people who are paraplegics who cannot move their body. If you imagine yourself getting big and doing that just in your mind for one minute has the same effect. Yeah. And that's the Amy Cuddy power pose. You she got it. Popular, but it may have been around before her, but people can look up her TED talk to learn more about that. Let's go to the, the tip number two, and that is to don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask you for help. I mean, if, if you think about it, if I need to have heart surgery, I'm going to go to a heart surgeon, right? Who, who would ever expect me to, yeah. to know how to do that, let alone operate on myself? And so it's the same thing, especially when you have a change in your circumstances that has a positive on the financial side or potentially a negative. It's a really important time and you need to make sure that you're making really good decisions. And how do you do that? Well, 
You do that by getting the right people on your team. And so that could be a financial advisor. And if it's a end of a marriage, then you need to, or a relationship, you need to think about maybe a certified divorce financial analyst, someone who has a specialty Mm -hmm. in understanding how things should be split and what you are eligible for. If your spouse has passed away, you need to work with someone who understands the probate and estate process. If you're receiving an inheritance, someone who understands what we call suddenly money syndrome, which Mm -hmm. can be very frightening to receive money. It can also, people can feel very upset about receiving this money because they've lost someone that they've really loved. And if it's a job situation, someone who can help you model out, if I take this new job, what's it going to look like? Taking into account bonus, restricted stock options, all the benefits. So just making sure that when you are hiring your team, you're hiring someone who knows your situation inside and out. Very well said. The third thing, the third money tip is the more you can save for retirement, the earlier on, the easier your life will be down the line. This is something, especially, you know, when you deal with couples and relationships that break up or even, you know, work relationships, you lose a job. We often think the other person's doing that. We work for a company. We think there's a pension that's going to carry us for life or the 401k just doing the minimum to get the match is enough. Or we think our spouse is saving or whatever. It's not always. We shouldn't make that assumption. We shouldn't make that assumption. Often we feel like we're doing everything we should be doing, and that's not necessarily the case. And so really looking at and peeling back the layers, am I maxing out my 401k? Am I getting the full match? Am I getting all the benefits that I'm entitled to through my company? Would they possibly be contributing to a health savings account for me? Am I using their flex spending account that is available or their dependent daycare account? Often you'll see even benefits for those that might be adopting a child. These are all things that, you know, more information is more knowledge and it helps you make better financial decisions. My favorite tip is the last one. Number four, analyze your current spending habits and ask yourself if they're in line with our values. And I think this is important because we just live our days, you know, we live our lives day by day. We spend what we need to as we go through the day and we don't always adhere to the master plan that we have in our head and that we don't always get to the goals that are important to us because we've got this sort of money drip, drip, drip going through the daily grind. You got it. And actually what I have to say is think back to COVID and for all of us, our spending was reduced significantly. And boy, has our spending rebounded. We added in all those expenses we weren't paying for. But it's a great opportunity to think back to then of, What were the things that you truly missed that were really important to you? What were the things that didn't make a big impact on your life? And go from there and write down that list of things I missed and things that don't really mean a lot to me. Because that is one of the most wonderful ways where you can actually be conscientious about where your money's going. For a lot of people, it's not about the Gucci bag. It's about travel. It's about experiences. So understand where you fall on that spectrum because money is not going to make you happy. What you do with it is what is going to make you happy. So understanding how do I use this as a tool? Money is just a tool. How do I use it to give myself and my loved ones a life that we are happy with and a life that is truly financially secure. 
I feel like this of all of them, to be honest, is is the most important tip. And that's part of the reason why I kind of left it to the last. Yes. Save the best for last. Thank you so much. Tell us more about where we can learn more about Francis Financial. You also have a podcast and a book and the podcast I was on. So I hope everyone will subscribe both to this podcast if you're not already. It's Financially Ever After, which is the best title ever, by the you way. You got it. Financially Ever After. And it's all about changes in our life and what you need to do to make sure that you're healthy and happy and wealthy financially ever after. And you can go to our website, www.francisfinancial.com. We have some really important white papers that we've written that will help you if you are in a transition, if you have the end of a relationship. We have great Mm -hmm. tips for you there and and a wonderful book that you can download free of charge. So please do go there. And if there's any way we can help you, we also will perform what's called a stock equity analysis to really see the portfolio you have. Is it the right portfolio for you now based on the changes that you have in your life? And life is always changing, so it's important to be prepared. And the next best thing, if you're not prepared, is to take action with someone like Stacy. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Hey, grown-up friends. There is something I don't talk about publicly that I have decided to start sharing, even though it can be a bit embarrassing. I get digital overload, and it stresses me out for good reason, because when you have so much junk on your computer because you're not as organized as you should be because you get caught up in all the things that you have to do, if you don't deal with it, all that stuff on your computer starts to really slow things down and can become a total drag on your productivity. For me, there is nothing worse than finally motivating to get stuff done, only to be derailed by a sluggish computer that is just not cooperating. A little while ago, I decided I was going to stop just kind of hoping that things would get better and I was going to deal with it. I downloaded something called Clean My Mac. It's from a company called MacPaw. I was skeptical, but I took a deep breath and I tried it. Long story short, it totally worked. I loved how I could see it work through my files with clear and easy to understand graphics. I could see what was messing things up and Clean My Mac would ask me for my okay before deleting files so that something I did need to keep didn't go bye-bye. That was one of my biggest fears. I recently reached out to the company and they are offering 10% off to my financial grown-up listeners who want to also get Clean My Mac. To get that 10% off Clean My Mac, you do need to go to my link. It is bobbyrebell.com forward slash clean my Mac. B-O-B-B-I-R-E-B-E-L-L dot C-O-M forward slash clean my Mac. And that is all one word. I promise you, you will be so happy. I want you guys to be in touch with me. Let me know how it goes. You deserve to lower the stress of data overload. Trust me, so worth it. That negotiating tip about pretending that you're negotiating for someone you care deeply about priceless. And it really does work. So what resonated with you? Be in touch by DMing me on Instagram at bobbyrebell one And if you enjoyed this podcast, please help me out by sharing it with others. A simple screen grab and social share, super easy and means the world to me. Please tag me if you do so that I can share it. 
and thank you as well. And for more free resources and relevant information, please get on my newsletter list. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to my website, which is just my name, bobbyrebell.com, B-O-B-B-I-R-E-B-E-L-L.com and look for the newsletter sign up button. I would love to be a resource for any events you have coming up. You can learn more on my website under the work with me tab. And don't forget to learn more about Stacey Francis. Links to her are right in the show notes. Big thanks, of course, to Stacey Francis for helping us all be financial grownups. Bye, everyone. Money Tips for Financial Grownups is a production of BRK Media, LLC. Editing and production by Steve Stewart. Guest coordination, content creation, social media support, and show notes by Ashley Wall. You can find the podcast show notes, which include links to resources mentioned in the show, as well as show transcripts, by going to my website, bobbyrebell.com. You can also find an incredible library of hundreds of previous episodes to help you on your journey as a financial grown-up. The podcast and tons of complimentary resources associated with the podcast is brought to you for free, but I need to have your support in return. Here's how you can do that. First, connect with me on social media at bobbyrebell1 on Instagram and bobbyrebell on both Twitter and on Clubhouse, where you can join my Money Tips for Grownups Club. Second, share this podcast on social media and tag me so I can thank you. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Reading each one means the world to me. And you know what? It really motivates others to subscribe. You can also support our merch shop, grownupgear.com, by picking up fun gifts for your grown-up friends and treating yourself as well. And most of all, Help your friends on their journey to being financial grownups by encouraging them to subscribe to the podcast. Together, we got this. Thank you for your time and for the kind words so many of you send my way. See you next time. And thank you for supporting Money Tips for Financial Grownups.